Why do I have to introduce the show? <laughs> Are you already recording? I am. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is The Sin Smell. I'm Kev Ham, and... I'm Kelson Young, and apparently we're going to be whiny this morning. Oh. Let's do that. Oh, why? Uh, I've, been up why? At, I've been up since 5.30. Yeah, That's because you went to what? Hometown Helen. Oh, geez. Have you ever been? Yes. And... Once. What's your impression of it? A whole lot of men. Yeah, well, there were. There were a lot of... It's a, it seems to be a cranky old conservative men's group. And then Carl's there. It's actually um, less conservative than you think when you're in there. Um, I've had Dude, we sang a song that has the line, uh, <laughs> uh, imagine a frat boy when he finds what he sticks his dick in. It's conservative. <laughs> well, yes. It depends on what scale we're looking at. But uh, when I've heard them, uh, the I went once Q. before. Yeah, and it was... Uh, what was it? Oh, it was the Democratic kind of jobs tour thing. And oh. it was at Hometown Helena. And I was actually impressed with some of the questions and what I would consider a more progressive um, line of questioning. So, you know, that's different than can they handle talking about where penises go. That's true. Where frat boys put frat them. Boys Let's be quite clear. It's them. not just penises and where <laughs> they go. So it's tell me about this morning, though. I'm fascinated that you were um, up that early at Hometown Helena. For those yeah. people who don't know, maybe explain what that is first. Um, hometown Helena? I actually don't even know what it is. I think it's just a collection of business people that get together. Is it once a month or once every a week? Every week. It's every week. And they're at the Montana Club. They have a little breakfast and they bring in and talk about things that are going on. It's just community speakers, events yeah. and speakers and all sorts of other stuff. And you see, like, this morning uh, the mayor was there. The new superintendent was there. Mm-hmm. The old superintendent was there. If um, you're a businessman or... Of any torture, torture, stature <laughs> in this torture. community. <laughs> if you've been tortured, um, if you're of any stature in this community, you go to that thing. But there are a few women that go. Some yeah, of the there, women were, there were actually quite leaders. a few women. I just didn't know any of them. I don't think that's necessary. Yeah, but comparably, there's like a handful compared to several handfuls of men. Yeah, there were, well, I guess there's like 30 people there. And I, I would guess. Usually there's more turnout. 30, well, okay, maybe let's just see. Let me count the tables. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Six, seven. So I guess seven of seven. So yeah, 50 people. And I would guess probably 10 women. Yeah. So one fifth are women, which is kind of sad because the um, head of our Chamber of Commerce is a woman. I don't know if she's there. She was there, I'm sure. Blonde. Um, Didn't notice. I was carrying a puppet. I was busy. (laughs) Were you the main uh, act? No, no. And what was funny is that I asked if I could sing my song and they're like, no. (laughs) We're saving that for the show. Which so is who cool. all was there? The whole cast, or just uh, no? You? There was um, Princeton, played by Raleigh Nordhagen, was there, and Kate Monster, played by Abby Nyhoff, was there, and um, why can't I remember Diego's last name? <laughs> Sorry, Diego. Um, Diego was there, and his puppet is uh, Nikki, and uh, Greg Rice was there, and his puppet is Rod, and then. Um, is this something Natalie, that Grand Street always does, or was this... They do it for every production, pretty much. Okay. They bring people in to do a little scene from it or a song, if it's a musical. Nice. And um, Natalie was there, and she plays Gary Coleman. And yes, it is actually the Gary Coleman you're thinking of. When the play was written <laughs> and first done on Off-Broadway, or off, on Off-Broadway? When it was first produced Off-Broadway, <laughs> um, Gary Coleman was actually in the play. Oh, boy. But by the time it moved to Broadway, it wasn't him, so you don't hear him on the original Broadway cast recording, but he was actually in the play. In some capacity. I don't and know it's a woman comes. playing Gary Coleman. Right. So when it went to Broadway, um, that woman took over the role um, because he has a high-pitched voice. A man really can't sing it unless they happen to be Absolutely. You know, uh, Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dead. Um, Rest in peace. <laughs> yes. But uh, it's, it's a super, super hysterical show. And, but it's not for kids. I mean, we've got Sesame Street puppets or Sesame Street style puppets. There's a big disclaimer that says the Jim Henson yes, workshop did not endorse, did not endorse or build these puppets, <laughs> uh, you bastards. <laughs> and so you don't actually see Bert and Ernie, but you see Rod and Nicky in there. You know, the implication is that they're just like them. Right. And uh, yeah, so there was a great article in the New York Times, which I have somewhere around here. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, where did I put it? I did see a cast photo you guys posted on Facebook. That was great. Yeah, that was this morning. It's the same. It's the your time picture. And um, we're in front of this area right behind Grand Street, which is like the Alley of Doom. Right. Which somebody has, you know, they put a spray painted a lot of graffiti in there. It's like the one little place in town that looks like a New York that, street. Yeah. And where that we, and under the w- underpass by the library. That's about it. Yeah. And uh, we were there and there's this one place where somebody had spray painted the word sin. And that's what we're standing in front of. Perfect. <laughs> So you just did one song this morning? Uh, no, we did. There were three songs that were done. We did the opening number, 
um, which is sort of bright and smiling and da 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 da, happiness and joy. Uh, but you've got bills to pay. And then um, we did uh, Purpose, which is Princeton's big whole point of the show is Princeton finding us purpose. He's trying to figure out who he's oh, supposed to be in geez. life. And then we did the song Schadenfreude, which is actually just uh, Natalie and Diego did do that song. And that's one of my favorite songs in the piece. It's so much fun. But you'll have to go see so it. So describe yeah. what the audience looked like as you were performing. Well, during the first number, they were very receptive. And the first number is just very sort of, you know, it, it really kind of sets you up poorly to, for what's coming next. Um, because the, the next song after it in the play is It Sucks to Be Me. Mm. Which is also very bright and plinky and kind of happy, but um, the lyrics obviously are not. Um, <laughs> and Kate Monster, who's this cute little you know, fuzzy puppet, um, her first line includes the, fuck, it sucks to be me. <laughs> <laughs> and so you just can't get away from it. it and it kind of kicks you in the teeth right at the beginning, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, the audience this morning you know they get the first song and they're like oh this is really cool it's cute yay, yay clapping clap, clap. and then the next song that we do was princeton's you know which everybody's singing and it's about purpose and they're like oh it's got a little bit of depth to it that was very nice yay we yay. like this we approve of this art right and then schadenfreude comes up which includes the line you know or watching a frat boy realize just what he put his dick in um and then the other part is um uh, riding on an elevator when somebody shouts hold the door it falls with fuck you lady that's what stairs are for <laughs> and Natalie and then they're like are we Gar- funding this and Natalie I guess Gary Coleman is flipping off the audience going uh. <laughs> this was, morning oh yeah oh yes oh yes my friend oh it was my awesome gosh. and so Carl was there Carl who yeah. you know was on Polytechnic Boom last week um, great episode yeah he was there and it was hysterical thank you by the way <laughs> Um, and, and he's laughing and Jim Smith, the mayor is laughing and Ken Coulter's in the back going, <laughs> <laughs> this is funny, but I can't tell anyone. I got to hold my face. Together. Yeah. They're going to you know, start asking were, me about sex ed. There were a couple, exactly. You know, that was coming. And it's like, oh, and by the way, condoms <laughs> <laughs> and dental dams. They'll be given out at every performance, <laughs> including instructional videos on how to use them. Right. Oh, geez. <laughs> They're from Titan men. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so that was fun. So I got up at, at 6 in the morning to, or no, I had to be at the theater at 6. I got up at 5. It was ridiculous. Or at 6.30. Anyway, I don't even remember. So it's, al- it's almost as if we're recording this show in the evening for you. God, well, yeah, it's been like five <laughs> hours of awake. Not that I'm functional. So then, you know, some of the cast and I went to breakfast and did a couple of other things. And then I finished up some other projects that have to be done. And, you know, it's just been a busy morning. Right. And, you know, I'm going to get my teeth cleaned this afternoon. You have to have nice shiny whiteies for yeah. the show. I'm not getting them bleached, though. <laughs> but I am getting them cleaned. You know, so that's, you know, getting up early in the morning and having to sing. And not only, this is the other thing about musical theater. I don't know why they constantly put stuff in high keys, but they do. And it's like, put it it's in the middle. It's hard to go there in the morning. Yeah, it's like, put it in the middle of the range. One, we'd be louder even when we're wa- awake. And two, we're not always awake. <laughs> So do you have more rehearsals before tomorrow's opening night? Yeah, we just have tonight, but it's a preview night. They invited uh, a bunch of Carroll College students. Oh, boy. Um, because normally they invite the, the theater students at Grand Street, but those are kids. They can't come to the show. Yeah. The parents would have a problem. <laughs> and then Grand Street would have a problem called funding. Right. <laughs> so, so they can't come, so they opened it up to the theater students at Carroll. And I guess the email went out and wasn't quite, quite clear that it was supposed to be theater students. So who knows how many students we're going to get. But it should be fun. And they get to come watch for free. Yes. And so be, they, they get to um, see the show and and be entertained and realize that we know. And the bad part, is, I feel bad for the kids that are studying English because that's one of the degrees <laughs> that's offered at Carroll. But that's what Princeton has. And, you know, what do you do with the BA in English? I'm like, <laughs> you order fries with that drink. <laughs> <laughs> or you offer fries with that drink actually would be more more likely. And tomorrow night's opening night. Tomorrow night is opening 7:30. night. 7.30. Yes. Carl is going to be there on opening night, so I'm sure he'll give a, uh, a, a, a scorecard. Very sort well, of Well, I oh, figure we saw Kevin hairspray on opening night, and they were still kind of working out the kinks. So I'm going on Saturday, and I expect perfection by then. Uh, you can expect <laughs> whatever the fuck you want. 
what you're gonna you get will have is worked the out show. the first night kinks true but i'm sure we'll still have others or new <laughs> things that will come up right last night was interesting our props got moved and they were moved by the prop lady so the person who was supposed to do it did it mm -hmm. but i didn't get the note so i'm running around like a jackass backstage <laughs> going where's my bag of money where's my bag of money <laughs> And everybody's like, I, I know I saw it earlier. I'm like, I did too. It was over here. It's not here now. Who moved it? And go, it's on completely the other side of the stage. And I'm like, why is it over here? What's going on? Finally, I went to Wendy, the stage manager, who's been awesome. And I was like, okay, if they're going to move props, they need to tell us. And she's like, who moved the props? I'm like, I don't know where I tell them. <laughs> oh, all those last day oh, yes. things. Yeah. So are you nervous? For not really. Liar. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm not nervous You're about tonight. I'm not, it has nothing to do with that. I'll actually be nervous immediately after the show tomorrow night. Mm. Like at that point, I'll have like half a panic attack and I'll be downstairs going, oh. What did people think? Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, like I couldn't care less right before I go on. I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, I, I kind of focus, get in the character, do those things and uh, let it be. I'm right. pretty good about that. But then afterwards, I, I want to know if I let it be right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tell me how good I was, please. Exactly. Or how shitty I was. I, you know, shit happens, but it's very, uh, it becomes nerve-wracking after. But we're going to, they do a, the opening night goes to Burton Ernie's afterwards, and mm. the whole cast goes, and a bunch of the board from Grand Street will go. So that'll be fun. A bunch of people will be there, and, you know. Be hungover for the day two show. Exactly. Well, the problem <laughs> is, is that I've got a football game on Saturday, so I will not be hungover because I have to be up at 8 a.m. to be at Carroll to do a football game. Yay. And then when you're done with that, go back and do the second show. And do the show, which has to be perfect, I've been informed. <laughs> exactly. I'll be there. I'm in like the fourth row. Oh, good. So you'll be, I'll be able to point to you. Front and the center. Internet is for porn. Exactly. I'll be pointing right to Kelsey <laughs> going, we know what you do at night. Hey, now. Be careful. Well, that's really exciting. I can't believe it's finally here. Me Amazing either. how fast time flies. I know. And I, well, I'm a little bit depressed that we're already here because that means that the... That's going to be over it's soon. Been four and a half weeks, and now it's going to be just three weeks of a run, and we're done. Mm -hmm. Over. But then you'll do your next thing. Yeah, but I don't think I'm doing another play. The next play that they're doing is Annie, and it's the Christmas show. Oh, and boy. And while I enjoy the show, I think it's, you know, it's, a, it's actually a great musical. I have no desire to be in it. <laughs> None. You could shave your head and be Daddy Warbucks. No, because <laughs> I can't shave my head. <laughs> I like your hair. Thanks. The way it is. Thanks. So, so how was your week? Oh, geez. Um, it's been a very busy week. I feel like I just saw you. That's how fast the last week has gone by. <laughs> but that would, is that really what it is? You didn't want to sleep in? You're like, I just don't want to see you I just you don't want to see you yet. I need some more space. Um, You're crowding I, my chi. <laughs> I had a very busy weekend. Um, went to Great Falls for a roller derby bout on Saturday night. Spent the rest of the time on doors, um, nice. knocking doors, which was good. And um, let's see, Monday and Tuesday, my organization that I work for, my day job, we had our annual conference where we bring in speakers from all over the place and have attendees from all over the state. So when I'm there, I'm really on and kind of um, leading the show. So two days of that and then some recovery yesterday and now... And not enough recovery Here I this am today. No, no. She wanted to sleep in until noon. Right. People, noon. <laughs> it didn't happen. I would like to point out noon is even late for me. <laughs> I, I mean, just not. barely. I expect I'm to roll here. in it's by 11 a.m. 11 a.m. So I had all intentions of sleeping in this morning. That did not work out, but I'm sure at some point. But I will not catch for up any good sleep. any good reason, right? You were mm. just awake. That's my own information. Oh, you're not gonna check? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, I just didn't get a chance to sleep in. Ah, so. Yeah, Whatever. that happens. I'm here. Um, have you approved your art, billboard artwork? I'm in the process. So I sent all this stuff to the guy, and he sent me back a proof. And I was like, oh, wait, you have to make sure the disclaimer's on there. And so I think we'll have the proof ready by end of this week. I can't wait to see it. I, I will forward awesome. it to you. I, but is it going up October 1st? I think so. Because don't the absentee ballots go out on September 25th? I don't think so. I think they go out that first week in October. Okay. Um, and it'll be up for a month, so it'll be up right until before the election. I'm not, I think we maybe staggered it a bit, so maybe it starts a few days into October, so it goes a few days into November. I still have to confirm, and he's going to tell me the exact location, um, which awesome. will, Is I was through? thinking about it, I'm like, how am I going to have to change my route to work so that I don't have to drive by it every day well, and see it? No, you should drive by it every day and make sure it's not ripped or <laughs> Exactly. Or any of that I don't have so a mustache or something. Exactly. 
Yeah. So I must ask you a question. That'll be happening soon. (laughs) Yes. Fun. So, you know, busy week this weekend. I'll be doing doors some more and coming to see you in the show. Um, Also on Friday night, I think I may have mentioned this briefly last week, but the Myrna Loy is showing The Invisible War, which is a documentary about sexual violence in the military. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow night, which is why I can't come to your opening night. night. No, the reason but you're not coming to my opening <laughs> night is you want to see I the perfect perfection. night, which exactly. will be Saturday. Yeah. So that'll, um, <sighs> that's what I'll be doing on Saturday. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think it's going to be really good. And it's going to be kind of... I mean, it's been a while since I've seen a production where I'm like friends with someone in the production. Mm. Um, so I'll probably be totally nervous for you and <laughs> geeking out in the audience, being like, come on, Kevin! You'll probably see me and I'll try not to like distract you. Uh, no, I'm actually pretty good about not seeing the audience. Yeah. Like, that's the other trick. You know, and that's one of the things that you learn in public speaking is to, like, there's a, the old saying is like, you picture everybody in their underwear. I'm like, no. Because no. then all you want to do is vomit. You're generally <laughs> in a room with some old guy who's just, no, no, yeah. no. Um, the, the trick is to actually, the audience isn't there, treat it like a mirror. Mm-hmm. And then it's not a problem. And I do the same thing. Or I just kind stage. of like look, it's almost like I'm looking over through them. You know, yeah. I and speak in well, front of large groups all the time. So and and at, at the theater, we really can't see you because the lights are shining right in our eyes. Yeah. So we have no Are you going to be mic'd up? Yes, we yeah. are. Everybody in the cast has a mic, which is great. Good. Because while I'm pretty I sure when we really saw loud, Hairspray... Only a few of them were mic'd. They, yeah, they had to sw- they had to trade mics and swap them a lot. And sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. Not so and much. sometimes the mics would break. We borrowed a bunch of mics for this. So mm. um, the big thing is, is it's such a small cast, and it is actually a fairly large space um, to fill. It doesn't have the greatest acoustics in the whole world, even though it's it an old church, which is kind of bizarre. Um, I'm glad to not be in the balcony this time. <laughs> yeah, the um, having everybody mic'd up actually means that. Especially for me, you know, doing tr- doing Trekkie's voice, it's not the easiest voice to do, and it can really destroy my voice. Mm-hmm. You know, my speaking and singing voice. If you're but if I'm doing it wrong. to even do it, louder. yeah. So I so I can't do it at the volume that I can do my normal voice. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I mean, it it physically is impossible to do that and do the voice at the same time, and so I wouldn't be heard <laughs> without a mic mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. So, you know, especially when you're singing in a group, you want to hear all the people, but you want to hear them all. Mm-hmm. It's like I wouldn't be heard over over anybody being mic'd. I'd be heard if I if nobody was mic'd, mm-hmm. I'd be the one heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't help either, though. <laughs> well, I think it'll be great. It will I'm be. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So what else has been going Politics. on? Politics. Oh. So I was um, thinking yeah. that we should really tone down the rhetoric. On? Have you read the quotes from Jeff Laslowy regarding the chick fella didn't happen incident? He was quoted as saying, we really need to tone down the rhetoric around, you know, gay rights and... No, we need to shut um, up the idiots who think that stuff. we are And so Jamie less. Greer, our friend, was quoted in an article in the Missoula Independent today talking about, oh yeah, that's convenient, basically, that you can say tone down the rhetoric when you're the one that's been saying these... Horrible things about, yeah, the gay community for a while. And I, um, it's, you know. Let me clarify his comments. He basically said, shut up fags. And (laughs) to which we say, no. (laughs) Yes, thank you for the, uh. I'm sorry. Interpretation. Exactly. I'm, I'm not going to waste time reading his stuff because I've read it before and he couches it in a bunch of language that people go, well, that's not so bad. Uh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually studied rhetoric, which is kind of funny because I didn't realize you can get a doctorate in bullshit, but you can. And, uh, <laughs> but that's exactly well, what he does. Well, he's a professional at, um, at rhetoric. shifting it too yeah. because, so he's, you know, asked about this, the failure they had around the chick play, right? Yeah. No, I'm, or I'm just saying it right instead of chicken. Chick-fil-a. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with Chick-fil-a. <laughs> I, I'm changing my mind. Chick-fil-a. Chick-fil-a. So, um, you know, he shifts the story away from the fact that they had this failed event to the fact that, remember that story you were telling me about some guy went into some DC organization and and unfortunately uh, used violence. Oh, yeah, the guy who was open shot at the, open right. fire at the family So, of course, he, um, he shifted it to that story. Right, because then we can talk about how gays are violent. Really, in did his the reporter mind. hold him to the fire on this, or did they let him? I get can't away really with it? tell from the article. I just read it this See, morning. See, and that's the sort of stuff that just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. He's listed. He's actually on the watch list for SPLC. Wow. And um, there is absolutely nothing. There is no 
news organization that considers themselves to be a valid news organization that should be asking him anything <laughs> other than when do you plan on being arrested and why haven't you shut up? <laughs> Those are the only two valid questions that you can ask him. He is a hate monger. That's all there is to it. There's no nice way to put it because it's not a nice thing. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. Well, he is good at what he does because in the first article last just week... Just because you're good at being evil doesn't mean I that know. you should be admired. I know. I'm just saying that he's successful at distracting people from the real story. So last week when the real story was that they weren't able to sell the they weren't Chick able to fillet sandwiches, as we predicted, I would say. Um, he shifted <laughs> and, and it away. Just he to be clear, neither that. of us have anything to do with his failure. That's all <laughs> right, on him. Exactly. We just knew it was going to happen. Exactly. So he shifted that story away from this failure to the fact that, um, you know, they were really just about supporting families and traditional families. And this wasn't some sort of anti-gay thing. And then when they weren't very successful this weekend and were being called out, he talked about how we should, you know, get rid of the rhetoric and that really oh, yeah. gays are violent. We should tone it down because the gays are out of control. They mm -hmm. have glittered far too much <laughs> of this country. <laughs> So apparently both went, uh, both events went off this weekend. The yeah, but Family ours was Foundation. successful because I would like to point out, if you get lesbians and a barbecue and a <laughs> bunch of queens together, you will have an ex a successful time. A really good time. time. Really and, good time. You, know, you actually, might raise some money, but you'll definitely have some equality chicken pitas eaten. Right. And and thanks again to Pita Pit for that. If you guys are out and about and go to the Pita Pit, they're in Missoula, Bozeman, Helena, Helena. Billings. Mm -hmm. Probably Great Falls. Probably Great Falls. And I think they're actually in Butte, too. Hmm. Um, anyway, wherever they are, absolutely go there support them they've been awesome as we were talking about in the same way that we want to you know kind of protest businesses or food establishments that don't support us we should actually patron the ones that do right i hate that the word patronize and patronize are effectively the same word and you have to guess <laughs> it's which meaning they were talking right. about which one well you're don't patronizing me, me but patronizing <laughs> patronize me. Um, yes yes <laughs> I love that about words, how they can have double meanings. Yeah, I, I, I do like that. I just think it's that's one of the more unfortunate ones. Because right. it's like, well, one is really, really bad. And the other one is you giving me money, which could be delightful. So. And sometimes it's both. You're both patronizing and patronizing me. Yeah, I suppose you can. <laughs> hmm. Thought of the day. Thought of the day. I uh, just had the worst comeback for that one. So as you know, when the uh, article came out that they weren't able to get the chick filet sandwiches i called you immediately and was like oh look at this news isn't this exciting yeah actually you texted me did you hear <laughs> and i'm like did i hear what no i right. haven't heard anything i've been in rehearsal and i've been dealing with crap going on how is it that i know something before you which is well, because quite the last phenomenal week, literally i haven't seen twitter i see facebook like maybe 20 minutes a day mm -hmm. and twitter's gotten so busy lately um that like yesterday was the apple announcement they announced the new iphone 5 and i swear to god I saw two tweets yesterday, and I was like, you know what? I just can't even keep up. I have <laughs> no time for this. I don't have time for your Apple 5. How about yesterday, the Mitt Romney debacle? Oh, do you want to talk about this? The, this is the Syria? Uh-huh. The ambassador? Okay. Well, I'm saying that that's probably the other thing that was all over Twitter yesterday. Oh, it was. It, it was. Well, it, yesterday, day before, because it happened on 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yesterday. It's... Oh. Yesterday, what I saw was... Tuesday. The... the, the um, you know, the Armageddon that went around for a while. <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes. Everybody, the show notes are available at thisinswell.com <laughs> where you'll find a name for the show, which will pick from something random. That, well, I pick it and I always get in trouble with Kelsey. But anyway, um, so you'll I find the, the name. You'll find the name. I think t this today we should be like, you know, tamping down the rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> Shutting it down. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> um. The uh, I'll put it in the show notes. But anyway, there was the the picture of the girl that had the braces on. She had her teeth pulled back like this. Oh my god, mashed potatoes! And it's like her holding mashed potatoes or something. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, well, there was one that had a picture of Romney, and he was kind of he was in the middle of saying a word, but his face was frozen in this really weird pose like this. <laughs> and, it's, and it says, "Oh my god, I don't know nothing about international politics." <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "That's so true." Um, which you can make jokes about it because, you know, and this is the other thing about Americans. We need to get our sense of humor back. We really do. And I'm kind of glad that there were jokes that went around right away. And they're, they're not evil jokes. They're just, 
jokes that kind of poke fun at the fact that he really doesn't have any good foreign policy experience. No. You know, he went over to our greatest ally, Britain, mm-hmm. which I realized that we rebelled against Britain and are not part of the Commonwealth. A couple but, years ago. Yeah, but they are still, you know, at this point in history, they are one of our biggest allies, if not the biggest. And he went over there and insulted them. <laughs> like, and just, you know, open mouth, insert foot, insulted mm-hmm. them. And it wasn't and like Russia a And Russia is our biggest thing. threat. Exactly. Uh, have you met China? <laughs> and then, you know, so this, do you want to tell people what happened? Because I know, like, vaguely well, what I, happened. Well, I have the basics, but um, it's Syria. Mm-hmm. Incident in Syria. And what the commentary was all day yesterday in terms of, at least with the media, was on the fact that Romney commented on the situation before really there was enough information, A, and B, that he criticized the president and the actions of the State Department there um, as a candidate, as opposed to what the media was saying is that traditionally, if something like this happens with some sort of foreign policy issue during an election, um, you know, the other candidate would condemn the acts, say what a sad situation it was that we unite together as a country, blah, blah, blah. Right. right, and he, and he no. In fact, if you listen to what he said, he said some pretty um, significant things. Both judging the actions of the State Department people there, who had just been killed, right? Killed four of them, including the yeah. ambassador, killed. And so that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you criticizing them openly in that sort of situation? Yeah, and not only that, but just like criticizing the act, the acting sitting president. You know, well, I can understand criticizing the president because let's be honest, we all did it with Bush. No, no, no. I mean, specifically, they in, were talking about in, on foreign policy, like that well, when yeah. something like this happens, uh, the general um, situation over the years has been that people kind of, whether or not they believe it or not, that they issue sort of like uniting statements, right? Like we're united together, and it's a sad day, and and that's what everybody else said. Like if you look at the quotes from all the other various politicals. Um, that's what they said. So Romney was getting a lot of flack. And he should. Well, yeah. And, see, and it just shows he doesn't really know what he's doing or that he flubbed it or that. Well, he doesn't understand diplomacy un- at all. Yeah. And m- mostly because he's been a businessman. And this is one of the things that just cracks me up about the whole, well, we need a businessman to run this country. Businessmen don't have diplomacy. That's part of the part of what makes them really good businessmen is the fact that they are not diplomatic in any way, shape, or form. They are about their bottom line. They're about making their businesses efficient and profitable. And that's it. Mm-hmm. There is nothing greater to them. And those two functions, while great in business, in government where you're dealing with every other country, all 200 and some odd, 236, Mm -hmm. something like that, every other country, and you're a target because you sit, if not at the top, very near it. Mm -hmm. You have to have diplomacy. You have to have tact. And it's one of those things where it's like, I look at, you know, if I ever ran for president, God forbid, all of you people should be afraid of that day. But if it were to ever happen... Of it's your like, own country. Yeah, of my own country. <laughs> um, if I were to ever run for president and get elected, I know full well that as far as the diplomatic corps, I have to have really, really good people there because it's not my skill set. Well, and not. one of the things that he criticized was the statement that they had released about some sort of right, we, we're, anti-Muslim video. and it, It's a film, actually, and it's a really horrible film. It's it's It's... Propaganda, basically, it's 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 just as bad as any of the propaganda that the the Christian right puts out about the gays. It really. I is. think what I've heard though is that context matters. So why they did it, how they did it, whatever, all of that matters. And he was just criticizing it without the right information. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and here's criticizing the, th- the actions. Like if you're in a particular situation and you know the context and you know how the people are going to react and whatever. You have to make a decision based on that. And then you have Romney out here who doesn't have a clue about the context. Right. Well, here's the thing about the video. The people that made the video actually wanted to piss off Muslims. That's been their stated goal. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, mission accomplished, jerks. Thanks. Um, And I'm a, you know, this is one of those things where two rights have collided. You've got the freedom of religion, but you've also got the right to free speech. And the right to free speech, in my mind, trumps freedom of religion. Um, But it doesn't trump it that much. Mm -hmm. And it certainly doesn't win every hand. Um, it's one of those weird, it has to have some other cards to make it happen that way. Sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about everything as a poker metaphor well, for the rest the of best, the show. <laughs> it's the best I can do, especially because I, I don't even saying. know how poker, <laughs> poker really works. But it's, it's, you know, that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. But the reason I think freedom of speech is far more important is because religious freedom is a personal freedom. It's internalized. 
freedom of speech is an external freedom. Mm -hmm. If you don't like what someone's saying, you don't get to physically attack them. Mm -hmm. You get to not listen to them. Mm -hmm. Walk the hell away. Mm -hmm. They can say whatever they want. Get away from them. They may try to chase you. That becomes assault. That's a whole different thing. And you have every right to then follow legal recourse to shut them up at that point. But they have the right to say whatever they want. You have the right to not listen. Mm -hmm. That's how freedom of speech works. Freedom of religion is you get to, you get to practice any religion you want. Mm -hmm. Although we do have some limits on that. We don't like you sacrificing your babies. Mm. <laughs> um, just FYI, in case you were thinking about it. Um, but it's one of those, this is how freedom of religion works. But that's an internal freedom versus an external freedom. Mm -hmm. And those two things come into conflict a lot. And we're seeing a lot of those conflicts right now. I mean, Jeff Lasloffy is definitely part of that conflict with us. He wants his religion to trump our ability to be us. Quite frankly, I think we should make LGBTQ churches right. and tell him that he's just flat out wrong. Ours are religious beliefs as well. Yeah, our religious our, our church actually starts at 11 p.m. on a Saturday <laughs> and involves a DJ, not a priest. But Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Father DJ, spin for us some tunes. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that generally the religious right has those sorts of beliefs around religious freedom and freedom of speech as long as it's a as it applies to their religion. Not right, but they don't want it to Muslims. apply to Muslims. They don't right. really want it to apply to Jews and they, you know, or Wiccans or any of the rest of it. You know, which is part of the whole, um, let me educate you about how this freedom works because everybody gets it and they don't have to follow your religion. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. Um, so I see that there's this conflict that's going on between the two things that, you know, and this film that was put out by these dirtbags and they're dirtbags because they deliberately did it to provoke a response. Now I say they're dirtbags, knowing full well that I periodically would like to draw a picture of the Prophet Muhammad and post it up on my website and have him picking his nose. Simply because I know it would piss them off, but my freedom of speech is far more important than their belief system. Because their belief, it's not my belief. They can have it all they want, mm -hmm. but they cannot force it on me. That's the way it works. And if you don't like what I put on my site, don't go to my site. So sometimes you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I have this, well, I have this intentional streak where I want to just, I, I fight against authority, especially when authority overreaches. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I have that tendency. I don't think that anybody else should be able to tell me how to live my life to an extent. Like I should, you know, you have to follow the laws that keep society healthy mm -hmm. and, and growing, but the things that don't really affect society, and I'm sorry, but having religion does affect society which religion it is doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. unless it's allowed to go too far and whether it's christian extremists or muslim extremists when it's allowed to go too far we get destructive societies like what we're seeing in syria mm -hmm. and that's why you know so a, a part of my mind goes you know why would you inflame them in a place where that's already unstable that's just stupid you know, they're already inflamed. They're already bored. They have nothing else to do because there's no infrastructure there for they're not watching TV. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's no Syria's Got Talent going on, you know, or Syrian The Voice <laughs> is not happening. <laughs> um, and because, you know, they just don't have that stuff. And so they're bored and they have high powered weapons and the only thing they have is a religion. And you deliberately go and poke a stick at them. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? Now, if you wanted to do something, now I, I think if you took the same tone of movie and you, uh, but the subject was the Christian right in America, by all means, play it everywhere. Watch them lose their minds. They deserve it. They deserve to be ridiculed for what they're doing. But we're a stable country where we can kick that anthill because it is something that we need to fix. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you know, my answer to them whenever they're like, "Well, why would you want to go after us? We, we you know, we're good Christians." Under I was like, "Look, if your religion." is as stable and as wonderful as you think it is, then anything I say should not upset you. And if it does, then you're living a lie. <laughs> and done. No, no, no. But that was the end of that rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was struck by a couple things. The fact that uh, Mitt Romney commented on a situation really before he had enough information or context. You do know he's Republican, right? Yes, yes, yes. But... Also, like anything, I mean, I listened to the president's comments yesterday as well, and, you know, sometimes I get a little turned off by this kind of nationalistic, like, we are America. Rah, rah, right? white and blue. Um, but I think the way that the president talked about it, it was more palatable to me. Romney's sort of, nobody messes with us, and how dare they? I mean, it just, 
to a certain extent, that sort of attitude, in my opinion, is what flames the fires. It does. Well, it, but that's the attitude he has towards everything. He considers us you people. Right. You know, he has an elitist attitude about everything, which is kind of funny because he keeps calling Obama an elitist, but Obama has never said you people. Um, and uh, Yeah, the look how up elitist in the dictionary and it yeah. says you call people you people. Right. And the, <laughs> the how dare they is immediately followed in their head by do they know who I am? Right. No, really, they don't. They don't care. Yeah, it's a very different tone, and it'll be interesting to see if this has any impact. Because I think that across the board, people were pretty um, dismayed by the fact that he commented in such a way. Well, so and I think it's one of the. This is one of those. We only have two more months. It'll see how how many more of these little things happen that will affect right. Well, people's perception. Hopefully, people get the fact that you know, unless you really want to get into another war in the Middle East. You probably don't want a president who can't handle diplomacy. Mm-hmm. You know, we still haven't gotten out of the wars that we were in for the last eight. Oh, and if years, you listen to his convention years. speech, we're going to be in a few more. Yeah, he's and, there. So, and one, we just can't afford it, and two, why would you be sending people over there? And what kills me about Romney is that you know he supported the Vietnam War, but he was in France doing missionary work. It's like, you know, you've hidden behind your church mm-hmm. your entire life, and you look down on people, and you do. You know, while you're uh, his business, Ugh. <laughs> I look at it, you know, and I'm of two minds. I mean, I, I'm great, great that you made money, but holy beans, some of the stuff you did was snaky. And I just, ugh, I can't believe that you'd want. Uh, well, and who knows how that would show up in his role as a president, you know? Well, you can kind of guess. And, you know, I would say if you know, if you elect a CEO, I would like to point out then you're one of the, you know, we're never going to be in the executive the office. Right. And how many people got laid off when he was a CEO? Think of how many people are going to be unemployed if he's the CEO of this country. Because mm-hmm. all he knows how to do is close things down and sell it off for a profit for him. So that's my take on it. Sorry. Don't like him. Moving on. Um, did you see the thing about uh, Hill and Bullock releasing their budget ideas? No. Yes. So they did. They both did? Yeah. Bullock did first, and then Hill did. Budget ideas or job creation ideas? Both, and how to fund education and a couple other things. Okay, tell me what you read. It was interesting. Well, the interesting thing was Rick Hill's budget. I I didn't really read Steve's. Sorry, Steve. (laughs) Um, I didn't really read his, uh, and part of the reason that I didn't read his is because I've been so busy. And two, I think I already knew what was in there, but it was interesting. But I did read part of Rick's, and then I read a bunch of commentary on Rick's because... I thought it sounded really familiar, and so did everybody else. Turns out it's almost exactly the idea that Schweitzer proposed to the legislative session last year that the Republicans hated. In what way? Which part? That they were going to be funding education with the coal money. Raise the tax on coal. The Republican legislature referred to it as thievery. They will have such short-term memory. I know. They'll be like, this is great. We're 100% behind this. This is different than what Schweitzer told us because we hate Schweitzer. Exactly, but it's exactly what Schweitzer told them. So, yeah, so it's very interesting. So, um, J-H-W-Y girl, and Jackson Hole, Wyoming girl, I assume is what it is, but um, who I follow on Twitter and she follows me. She's delightful, and I don't know. Still have never met her in person. Me either, and I think her entire job is actually just find all the great nuggets on what's going on (laughs) politically in the world. She does, she does awesome seem job. to do that well. And uh, she po- she was the one who pointed it out. So I went and looked at it and I was like, oh, that's hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. And, and she had a great well, idea. She was like, it'll be moments the- before Schweitzer comments in that way then. Exactly. And it's one of those, I, I think you should be doing it with Bullock. You know, we, 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 we agreed that, you know, what I presented was a great thing. And he, Steve's going to continue it forward because he knows it's a good idea. We would also like to point out that Rick Hill has decided it's a good idea, too. So hopefully the rest of the Republicans are on board with making this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, she actually pointed out that if she was the if she was running, she'd just comment that she was going to try to do Schweitzer's plan because she thought it was a good idea. When they asked, well, what about Rick Hill? She just looked at him and go, I'm you sorry, mean Schweitzer's? I can't hear you. What? Schweitzer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. So that's well, that's where Bullock Mal- takes note. Yeah. That's where uh, Montana politics has gone in an interesting direction. Hmm. Yeah, I tell you what, the Republican legislators are not fans of Schweitzer. So just put a different name on it, and they're going to be much more willing to listen. Well, yeah, and that's unfortunate. I mean, I think that Schweitzer uh, burnt a lot of political capital, capital when he took office because he did the whole... Did you hear about the bullet incident? Bullet? 
yeah, there was an incident at one point where he came in and he put down bullets on so, in some meeting and he was like, you know, this is how we're getting through this, da da da. Oh, I don't know that story. Yeah, it's, I don't know the I don't know all the details on it either. I heard it <laughs> I've heard it secondhand and I'm like, hey, it kind of sounds like him. <laughs> I mean, he always wears a bolo tie, but I don't well, know. Well, that's true. About and he's always bullets. got his dog and <laughs> you know, I I've all the things, you know, I look at him and it's like, you know, some people have called him a bully and he can be. Um yeah, but, but think, for oh, the last eight years, he's been bullying the Republicans, which isn't the worst thing ever. Yeah, but nobody should have to be bullied. But I, I see, well, I see that what he's doing is bullied in quotes. Yeah, you know, at some point, it, at some point, it becomes you're just having a fight. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like the Republicans were ever giving up and running home to mommy. No, <laughs> so, uh, that's true. Speaking of Republican governors, um, I read an article from the Harvard Daily News that Judy Martz, remember Judy? I actually was not here when Martz was a uh, governor. Okay, well, she was our one and only female governor in Montana, but she's a Republican woman from the Butte area. And she's infamous in my line of work because she was actually quoted at an event while she was governor um, in regards to a basically really uninformed kind of domestic violence-like comment she made. That actually ended up in Ms. Magazine. You may have heard of Ms. Magazine, a national kind of feminist magazine that's been around since the 70s. So Judy Martz was at an event. I don't remember the event, but she was basically quoted as saying, "Um, my husband's never beat me, but I've never given him a reason to. That might not have been her exact language, but basically that's what she said. (laughs) Because I've never given him a reason to. So anyway, she was up in um, Haver this week hanging out with the Republican women up there, Wendy Warburton, Chris Hansen, and Derek Skeez's wife. And they were all quoted in a Haver Daily News article talking about the war on women and whether or not it exists. And of course, they all denied whether or not there was such thing as war on women and they were quoted as saying things like, oh, we actually don't see that many sort of anti-choice bills in the legislative session. And yeah, 53. We didn't do any of these other things. And I'm like, actually, you know, Wendy was the sponsor of half of those. Um, so it was just interesting to see Judy Martz back in the fold in terms of trying to rally up young or newer Republican women. Yes. <clears throat> and of course, because there's not an article or a blog written about her that doesn't quote that, um, the Montana cowgirl um, quoted the fact that she said that about her husband at one point that he hadn't, she hadn't given him a reason to. So that is the kind of quote that will follow her around for the rest of her life or career, which, you know, is interesting. But um, I just, it made me realize how much closer we are to the legislative session and that hopefully some of those really very conservative anti-government, anti-women, people won't end up back at the Capitol because it's going to be... Yeah. We'll I don't know how they, get, how they get the idea that they can be anti-government if they want to do all these things that are going to require so much paperwork that will drown yeah. underneath. Well, they don't mind the paperwork, but... And, yeah, but they don't see that as government, apparently. I mm-hmm. don't know what the deal is. So, interesting. What do you have coming up? Let's see. Uh, watching you this weekend, and nothing really too exciting other than that. Just... Um, we're under 60 days, so... Are any, we really? Yeah. We're under 60 days to the election? We oh. are, and like you said, absentee ballots go out early October. As you've seen, yard signs are starting to pop up, so actually we are delivering yard signs again this weekend. Um, yes, if anybody wants one, you can see kelsonyoung.com, and we'll have yard signs all over the place, and then basically for the next few weeks, every weekend I spend, or even weeknights, knocking on doors. Very so cool. much fun. Yes. So that's my life until November. Mm-hmm. Fun. My mm-hmm. life until the end of September is the play mm. and football. And my life after that is just football and mm-hmm. football. And more football. And football. That's yeah. okay. So we have the um, the Saints have their first home game this week. So it's the first time I get to watch football in town, mm. which will be awesome. Um, have to go test equipment this afternoon. <laughs> like, uh, so busy. So much to do. It is. It's a ton of stuff to do. <coughs> And we have, we have preview night tonight, opening night tomorrow, and then, of course, Saturday and Sunday. Sundays are going to be interesting because I have the Saints wrap-up show, which I film in the morning. So I have to film that, come back and edit it, be to the theater by um, 1.30, because the show's at 2.30. We'll be done at 5.30, then i got to come back and finish up the show and get it on TV. <laughs> My Sundays are busy. 
So Jeez, that's gonna Louise. be fun. And then, don't you have interns that can do that kind of stuff? I did have an intern, but his girlfriend broke up with him, and now he's at the I'm writing shitty poetry stage of my life because he's 20. He's never had his heart broken before, and it was oh, tragic. Oh, poor guy. And you know they've been dating for two and a half years, so it is a you know it's a fairly long relationship, and it's the first one that's ended abruptly, and he's not coping well. I mean, he is now, but does he it, listen to our show? I don't think so. And even if he does, you know, hey, he knows. We've all been there. We have all been you'll, there. You'll survive. <laughs> and I was joking with him. like I was like, look, just go get a beer, sit in the corner, write some shitty poetry, put on your skinny jeans. He goes, I don't own skinny <laughs> jeans. I'm like, go buy a beer. You'll be fine. You can be like me and watch Sex in the City for about six days in a row. Yeah, actually, lots he, of, he's you know, been, therapeutic things. He plays rugby. He's like oh, nice. hitting people actually is helping. I'm like... <laughs> That's not yeah. helping. <laughs> um, well, but it's it's constructive hitting because right. it, you know it's done in a specific it's way. It's permissible a goal. because right. it's in a form it's, of a and sport, it's, and it's not you know deliberately trying to hurt someone. It's just a physical activity. So oh, I'm okay with geez. that. But I think the funny thing is, he's like, I'm never going to make write. him hike the mountain a few times. I would, but I haven't hiked the mountain because of the smoke, and I've been well. Hey, at night. it's not smoking anymore. You guys yeah, get out there. I have no time today, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see you joining me. So <laughs> I know. I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> You, you can. You can come hike the mountain with us, Kelson. I promise it'll only It would be good for his uh, therapeutic needs Well, he normally right does now. hike the mountain with us, so it's not like that doesn't happen. But, um, mm. yeah, I just think that he actually, because he didn't write the shitty poetry, it stayed in him, so that's why it's taking a little longer than I think it should. Oh, but then you think it should. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, know. A, that's how I am. You know, I'm like, look, it's over. Emotions show up in different people in different ways. Right. And but I th- Your timeline I, might be like this and his might be like this. Yeah. You also have to remember what it's like to be 20. No idea what you're <laughs> I do remember what it's like to be 20. You also have remember. no idea what it was like to be 20. Oh. That was a while ago for both of us. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that I'm just that out. saying but it is. I do remember enough of it to be able to go. No, And I do remember getting my heart broken the first time, certainly. But I also remember that I did the shitty poetry thing, which, God forbid, anybody should ever find that notebook. I'm pretty sure I destroyed it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's not for anybody else to see it. I told them this. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I just want to know that you did it because it's cathartic. You get it out of your system. Right. And it is. It's it's the worst poetry in the world. <laughs> the well, and I think old, things have like changed. Ad- like, we used Adele to have to rely on... Adele is the only on, one who's ever been yeah. able to do the shitty poetry Well, that's thing the well. other thing he should do. Like, write crappy poetry... And listen to Adele. Right. Listening to Adele's 21 CD is one of the most therapeutic things you can do in a breakup. And I think the shift is that we used to have to rely on poetry and stuff. Now people just like are so used to text messaging. They don't want to sit down and write. So what I actually did a couple breakups ago was set up this fake um, email account. And anytime I really wanted to like text the person I was breaking up with, I just sent it to that. And then that way... And that never went wrong. You never accidentally I actually didn't. sent it. I, I don't think so. <laughs> well, well, I guess I'll find out someday. But uh, but the point is that... like way, <laughs> Teenagers today are not used to using a pen and paper. Oh, so yeah. So I suppose he could, like, you know, type his poetry. But I actually found that therapeutic because you actually get into this habit of texting the person you're with, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you can just uh, find ways to still channel that away from actually direct contact where you're really just creating... Um, criminal history potentially <laughs> you know to um just i don't like to plan out my days exactly. because then they like to toss around the word premeditated in court <laughs> exactly <laughs> and actually if you send more than 10 text messages a day and the person doesn't want you to you could be in trouble yeah you know, so oh wow that's well, anyways i wish you the best uh, I do too, and I think he'll be back soon. But I don't have anybody. He said he could do the uh, the ending part of the show this weekend. I just don't know that I can get the entire show edited before I have to be at, rehe- at the performance, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to run up to the edge because I don't need to. I know I can get back after the performance I've finished, and it won't be a problem. So, so it'll be interesting for all of us to see just how grouchy you are next week for our show. Um, after I don't all think of this. I don't think I'm going to be any more grouchy because that's what I had to do this last weekend and the weekend before, which was Labor Day. Yeah, but you're to now going to be three weeks deep. Yeah, it usually doesn't get worse. <laughs> it, it, it's gotten to just kind of stays at a constant. Yeah, constant low simmer. <laughs> um, if you ever see me driving around town, though, I have no patience for drivers in this town. <laughs> Yesterday, I posted the 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 thing about I was at a four way stop with mm-hmm. multiple lanes on several sides, and everybody at the stop knew how to use it. And I didn't. I wasn't alone. It's not like I was the only one there, which would be the only other time this shit ever happens. Uh-huh. Everybody knew how to use it. It was perfectly smooth. Everybody stopped at the right time. Everybody went at the right time. Even the people that were turning oddly went at the right time. It was perfectly smooth. It was the oddest thing. I was like, that this never, never happens. happens. Here. Two intersections later, I'm at a simple two-way stop. Somebody can't get it right. <laughs> I'm like, really? How does this happen? 
What is wrong with you people? And Different so, yeah. Factors. So I'm driving around and I'm the worst at this because when I'm driving, I, if I get, because I don't want to become those per, one of those people that actually chases somebody down, mm-hmm. I just flat out yell. Usually I have my window up, but lately I've been driving with my window down. I didn't realize this. And some jerk was on Montana and instead of going to the crosswalk, which was literally another 10 feet down the road, he just darts out in front of my car. Oh my gosh. You know, and I'm going 25. I'm not going that fast, but he darts out in front of my car and I'm like, I lit into it. <laughs> up, up, blue streak up and around, da 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 da. Thinking that I had my window up, totally didn't. <laughs> he just like, looked at you like. This, yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> and, oh boy. And, you know, and some people would have been like, hey, man, right back right. at you. But this guy was just like, oh, God, he could have killed me. <laughs> and, you know, and, I, the and I just continued on with my little drive. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Got it out of my system and done. But wow, if you see me driving around town and it looks like I have lost my mind, <laughs> just know that somebody was driving like an idiot and I just have to get it and out of my tired. system. Yes, I have to get it out of my system before it goes nuts. So are you going to join us for, because, so you're doing this thing at the Myrna Loy. What time does that end? Well, there's two showings. I'm not sure how long I'll stay. Ooh. I may make it to your after party, but it kind of depends. Okay, cool. So everybody else, um, even if you don't make it to opening night, although I would really like to have you there, you're more than welcome to come hang out with the cast. They're amazing people, and you should definitely meet them. And tickets were definitely still available because I got Saturday night tickets last night. So Yeah, um, but they are filling out quick. Yes. So it is get one on of it. those. Get on it. Get to it. Come see it. It will be awesome. Uh, so you can go to Grand People will be talking about it and you'll be wondering why you didn't see the show. Yes, you'll be very depressed. You can go to grandstraighttheater.com to buy tickets. You can also call the theater and if I knew the number I would tell you but just look it up online. There it is, grandstraighttheater.com. Use your exactly. Um, and there anything you have else? It. Well, good luck. I want to say I, you're going to be believe, great. I believe break a leg is what you're supposed to say. Break a leg, good luck. Whatever. And <laughs> Have a good show. Right. I Don't appreciate fall off the that. Stage. Uh, I, I trust me, that is such a fear of mine. I've we have landings that I come out. <laughs> the other day, I backed up into one so that I'm stumbling around trying not to fall as mm-hmm. I backed into one and lost my balance. And then one time I came out, you know, so I come out of the door and there's a landing and I didn't realize it had two steps. Thought it only had one. Totally thought the floor was about six inches higher than it was. I'm like, what? And go stumbling forward. Had it had the stage been about three feet shorter, I would have been off into the pit. <laughs> Well, just so you know, I'll be sitting like three rows back on the right. So if you fall. <laughs> Will you bring an airbag? <laughs> I'll just like, you know, crowd surf you. Oh, great. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. So good surfing. luck. It's break a leg, all that stuff. Thanks. It's going to be, be great. We'll be hear good. about it next week. Yeah. All right. Nothing else? No. I don't have anything else to say. Right. Well, this has been This Ends Well. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Kev Ham, K E V H A M M. If you want to follow Kelson, you can see her public account at Young for HD80. The website is KelsonYoung.com. Yeah. Or you can follow me at HamOnRy, H-A-M-M-O-N-W-R-Y.com. And yeah. Have a good day. Ciao.